five years of the RV Miles podcast. Today, a little retrospective of where we've been and a whole lot more. This is RV Miles. This podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, who invite you to simply step outside this summer. With expert tips and advice, L.L. Bean can help you get more out of every moment outdoors. Here's a tip. Set yourself up for easy backyard adventures by leaving a tote bag with the essentials right by the door, sunscreen, bug spray, and a few hats or pairs of sunglasses. Now you'll never need to search your house to find them. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com slash guide. Welcome to episode number 241 of the RV Miles podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors from industry news to travel destinations, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We are at your parents' home. We are outdoors, which is great to be doing Uh again. However... Everyone knows it's been very hot recently, so we're doing this fairly early in the morning. Though we didn't start early enough, so the sun's hitting us now. It's windy, so there's some microphone noise. It is a perfect five-year anniversary episode. But hey, we're here. (laughs) We are here, and we're so, so thrilled to be here. We spent the 4th of July holiday, like Jason was saying, here with my family, and I would like to just take a minute and acknowledge the community of Belton for the show that they put on for 4th of July in these neighborhoods. I don't know that there is anywhere else in the country, I will say it, that can compete with the people of Belton. (laughs) It's amazing that there aren't more incidents. (laughs) I know. I think by the time the weekend was over, there were only a couple of cars that caught on fire. Uh, (laughs) And I had even so... You know, that afternoon of the 4th as we're setting everything up. And if you saw uh, our Instagram story on RV Miles, then you saw that Jason really, really loves fireworks. And this is one of the reasons why we come to Missouri. I mean, you and the boys uh, and my my brother, a lot of people don't, and especially a lot of people with pets. And, you know, it's, it's very loud and it can become very overwhelming. And on the 4th of July here in Belton, they have... Uh, they have to stop at midnight, okay? It's not 10 o'clock or 11. They can go until midnight. And I will say that about 11 o'clock, it starts to get a little exhausting because it's super intense. Yeah, and our contribution was was fairly small compared to what the neighbors are doing. I mean, I've hundreds never... and hundreds of dollars they spend on thousands of uh, thousands yeah thousands and the neighbor to my mom and dad next to my mom and dad I heard him say because my parents live I should say my parents live in a cul-de-sac and so everyone that lives in the cul-de-sac basically comes out and plops their chairs down in the cul-de-sac and watches the show and it is a show and my parents neighbor said that he has lived here for 20 years and this is the biggest most extravagant 4th of July he's ever seen in the neighborhood. And we did contribute to it. And we only knocked over one firework 
and shot it into the neighbor's fence like once. <laughs> Only happened once, you know, but that's why you got homeowner's insurance, right? So oh <laughs> if you live, in, I'm guessing if you live here, there's got to be some policy that literally applies just to the 4th of July if you live in the state of Missouri. Yeah, prob- it's probably you're not covered on the 4th of July <laughs> in the state that, of Missouri because... That- especially if some crazy people next door are shooting off fireworks in the cul-de-sac. So it was a really wonderful 4th of July holiday. And thankfully, yes, for the most part, it was very, very safe. But boy, they really know how to put on a party here. They do. They do. So that's kind of what we've been up to. But that's not what we're here to talk about this episode. We're going to dive in in this segment. I found an article that uh, from the good people over at RV Life that I thought was worth talking about because we have discussed a lot about tornado safety, severe weather, uh, and I think in a very, very, very far off in the past episode, we did kind of touch a little bit on dust storms. We did, we did because when we got caught uh, because we got caught in one, <laughs> and that's the only reason why we talked about it. But I thought that to me. Dust storm seems to be kind of like the one thing I don't think we talk a lot about, but it's the one thing that just is incredibly dangerous, can come out of nowhere, especially if you're on the highway. Yeah. And especially, you know, it's even more dangerous when you are pulling a large item behind you or driving a large item. What do you do? So uh, RV Life just shared this article this week on dust storm safety. So I just thought it might be kind of nice to touch on that because sure. it's a really, really well thought out article. So the article is written by Emily Lawrence and it's titled Dust Storm Safety, What to Do if You're Camping or Driving. So she does touch on both driving through a dust storm and if you find yourself in a campsite. One of the things that is talked about, so let's say you're driving. Okay, we're going to start there. Uh, obviously, the first thing to do is to stay calm. So a dust storm can easily overtake you, even if you're driving at highway speeds. They can appear suddenly and limit your visibility. The winds can rock your car and make it hard to stay on course. So you got to stay calm. Second, you got to slow down. You got to safely slow down. Don't slam on your brakes. You have to safely slow down because the faster you drive, the easier it is for the wind to affect you. Drive below the speed limit and then you're reducing the dangers of a potential crash. You wanna start using your lights and your horn. Turn on your hazard lights. You need to look for a place to pull over. Even if you're calm and you're driving slowly and you're tapping out a rhythm on your horn, get off the road, okay? Dust storm safety dictates that you should stop moving altogether if possible. You're still traveling on a road and you're not the only one on that road, even if you think you're safe. There may be someone else who didn't listen to the RV Miles podcast and doesn't have or these didn't tips. read the or RV didn't go Life to RVLife.com, which we will link to this article so you can have it and save it, not only on the show notes for the podcast but also in the description on YouTube. Uh, from there on, pretty simple: get off the road, stay inside your vehicle, don't get out. It's really, really easy not only to get turned around. But dust storms, what they can do to your skin, your eyes, and your lungs is incredibly dangerous. We, uh, we've we talked about this in the past, but the times we got caught in dust storms years ago, um, we carried that dust oh with us gosh. for years. It We found it in every corner of, of, our, of our bus conversion. We found it Everywhere. in the engine bay of our 
minivan years later, it was always with us. It was it was pretty intense. And I would say that we weren't in what I would categorize as a, an incredibly intense No, it wasn't that storm. bad. Yeah. You know, we still had visibility quite a ways down yeah. the road. We weren't yeah. in a total blackout. But just that alone was enough. So another thing you can do, the final thing you can do while you're driving is to switch your AC to circulate. You want to keep all your windows and doors shut because what you're trying to do is you're trying to minimize as much dust inside either your car or your motorhome as possible. And so if you can switch your AC to circulate, the air is going to be a little stale, but it won't bring too much outside dust into your truck, your RV. A lot of people don't really remember that they have that circulate button on their air conditioner. And when yeah. you when you hit that thing, it, it stops bringing in outside air, right? So it's re, it's it's recirculating the air yeah. inside your truck or, or your motorhome, whatever you're driving. And it does a couple of things. One is if you're going through something like a dust storm, it's stopping that outside air from coming in. But I've also used it like we're about to drive through a cattle auction. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also if it's, if, if it's very hot, it makes your air conditioner work more efficiently because yes. it's recooling the already cool air. I actually always turn it on if it's incredibly hot outside. Yeah, it's, it's just less yeah. work for the air conditioner. And yeah. I, you know, I think when you're dealing with heats, like we've been dealing with here, which are heat index of somewhere, I think around 110 is what we were sitting at on the fourth with humidity at almost a hundred percent. I mean, the bless these air conditioners around here. I, I don't know how they've all stayed on. I don't know how we've all kept our power. Well, not far from here. I, yeah, a, I know. A town did, a whole town I lost know. its power uh, in the middle of the day. Ugh. And that must've been rough. But I want to add here too, that I have heard the recommendation that once you do pull over either in a, uh, a dust storm or like a heavy snowstorm where there's really no vi visibility, mm -hmm. at that point when you're off the road, they actually do recommend that you turn your lights off, which sounds counterintuitive. But yeah. apparently what happens in those situations is people that are driving on the road that can't see anything they see your lights and they're drawn to them and oh. you wouldn't believe the number of crashes that happen because they just drive right into the back of you that makes a lot of sense like they're thinking oh that's the road yeah so they move over to adjust that now hopefully they would hear the yeah. sound <laughs> that the it, road it, makes it when is, you're getting off it's but. particularly a, a problem apparently during snowstorms because then they hit the brakes before when it's too oh, late and they slip. You that's know? a whole so. other story. And yeah. I'm not ready to start talking about snowstorms <laughs> yet. So let's just wrap this up really quick. And I just want to touch on some things that you might experience while you're camping. And here, I won't go into detail. Again, we'll link to this so you can read it. But here are the tips. You need to retreat indoors or into a vehicle. It's really important that you protect your face, your respiratory system in a dust storm can be incredibly damaged. So it's really, really important that you protect your face. Wear eye protection and long sleeves and pants if you're going to be outside. You know, if we're talking tent camping or you get caught while you're hiking or something of that nature, apply petroleum jelly to your nostrils. Now, I don't particularly carry petroleum jelly with me. Maybe it's in our uh, first aid kit. 
Yeah, probably. But, a little, little tiny package. Yeah, packets, but yeah. inside, not yeah. like on the outside of the nostril, but actually inside. And mm. it will it will catch the dust mm. and keep it from going into your body. Uh, stay low to the ground. Get down. You know, stop, drop, and roll. And then <laughs> avoid strenuous activity. This is real easy. Last thing I want to do in a dust storm is go for a run. Anything that will make you breathe hard. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're... You know, a lot of people I think would be like, "Oh, I've got to get this stuff done." Yeah, I got to put everything gotta, away. But it, but then you're you're making yourself breathe heavier, and that's going in your body. Yeah, but if you find yourself, you know, over the summer or into whenever this year, in areas that can be really prone to dust storms, I believe we were driving through either New Mexico or Arizona when that happened to us several years ago. But these are just things to be really hyper aware of, especially if you're heading out for a rather lengthy hike. I never thought, now I'm going to be really hyper aware, like how much yeah. petroleum jelly do I have for my family? Well, I, I think it's just, it's important in general to have an understanding of what the severe weather issues a certain area deals with when it is not a, a, something that you're familiar with. If yeah. you've grown up and lived your entire life in the Northeast and now you're in the Southwest, you might not have experienced dust storms before. Or if you're in the southeast, you might not have experienced tornadoes before or in the Midwest. Uh, those sorts of things are, are things you want to learn about a little bit. We see questions all the time about snakes and scorpions, and mm -hmm. I guess it's important to know about those things too in a way. But, but more likely what's going to affect your life is severe weather. Parking out uh, on a wash in in the middle of the right. desert you know you think it's not gonna rain uh even if it does rain lightly that it's not gonna affect you and the number of times people get swept away because when it rains in an area where it never rains it gets real bad well and i think too it's also really important to point out from our perspective and i think we're incredibly guilty of this you get very comfortable on the road as a full-timer and you get comfortable with going from place to place to place. And honestly, you stop being as vigilant. Yes. Especially as the years go by. You're just not as vigilant as you once were. Especially if it's an area you've been to before. You feel familiarity. But there's nothing familiar about the power of nature. I think if any of us saw that flash flood through Yellowstone, how quickly things can change. It's just, it's so important, doesn't matter what time of year it is, to just take an extra second or two and familiarize yourself with potential severe weather risks in that area and then plan accordingly and then hope you never need to use those things. All right. Well, our friends at RV Life do really great work and you should go check out their website, rvlife.com. They also have a whole suite of tools that you can use uh, for planning trips and they've got campgroundreviews.com, a great place to go see campground reviews. Uh, all sorts of great stuff over at RV Life and they're good friends of ours and really nice people. Yeah. You should go check them out. Again, another tool to have in your toolbox. All right. We'll be back in a moment. We're going to talk about our five years of podcasting here at Ooh. RV Miles. Oh man, we'll be right back. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox has been designing and manufacturing some of the best towing products in the industry. Blue Ox is everywhere, highways, campgrounds, anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. 
Blue Ox produces award-winning tow bars and base plates, plus a full line of weight distributing hitches and a new lineup of adjustable ball mounts. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit blueox.com. It's time for a new RV mattress. Abby and I have been testing out the Wanderlust mattress from RVmattress.com by Brooklyn Bedding, and we couldn't be happier. We're sleeping better, and because we were able to customize the mattress, we got the exact fit for our needs. RVmattress.com offers a 120-night sleep trial, the ability to pick different sizes and thicknesses, plus their products are toxin-free, made in the USA, and incredibly simple to set up. We were able to have ours delivered to the campground, and within hours of unboxing, the mattress was fully expanded and ready to sleep on. RVmattress.com offers free shipping and is offering the RV Miles community 20% off. Visit RVmattress.com slash RVmiles and use the promo code RVmiles, all one word. That's rvmattress.com slash rvmiles with the promo code rvmiles for 20% off. We are back and we are so grateful to have been sitting next to each other uh, and able to bring stories from the road, um, tips, information, are the little bit that we can share with you to help you uh, learn more about RV life for five years now. And also to have a place where we have been able to share very embarrassing moments, uh, very exciting moments, and just the mundane day-to-day that comes with being full-time RVers or people who really enjoy this space. And also community. Holy moly. Like the amount of people we have been so blessed to get to know either like in the virtual world or in the real world is crazy to me it's just it's thrilling there's a lot of work that goes in into what we do and i don't want to you know make it sound like we we work so hard and all that but uh (laughs) but but what but this part here sitting down with you and being able to like figure out what to share with our audience this week um is is one of the best parts of my life it really is oh stop no i I really love i really love uh these moments that we get to have together we're away from the kids uh (laughs) we're we're talking to uh great people that we've met on the road now like when we first started doing this we didn't know who we were talking to, right? No and idea. we probably were talking to nobody for a while. <laughs> we were but, talking to nobody for a while. We were talking to ourselves for quite a long time. <laughs> but now that we have met so many of you on the road, uh, it just it just brings this whole new level of sort of joy and responsibility and and um I don't know, there's a lot of love for me in and being able to sort of look at that camera lens and uh, and talk into this microphone and and know that friends are, are on the other yes, side. Yes, that friends yeah. are out there that uh, that you're gonna come into the Facebook group and talk about what you heard, and you're Make gonna fun send of us my mugs. you're gonna send us emails and uh, your questions, and that we can help you out. It it really is uh, is really is a great blessing that this is our job. Yeah, and so for this episode, if you want a clue as to how early we're recording this in order to beat the heat. For those of you who can't see, there is not one coffee mug sitting here, but there are two coffee mugs. I two. Coffee this time. I only have coffee first thing in the morning. Yes. And so all of today's episode actually was put together by me very, very early. <laughs> it's like it's morning. like ten o'clock. We're acting like <laughs> it's like dawn. <laughs> 
<laughs> we are here before. This is very early for us to record, Listen, however. our children aren't even out of bed yet. Only, I think only one. Well, I was up really late last were. night watching a movie with Jack. and Yes, you were. So, you know, this is the level that, this is the level of dedication. Jason is drinking a cup of coffee and we're trying to get this done before it gets so flipping hot. So, I thought as I was putting this together, we could look back on five years. I thought the very best place to start for us was to just briefly talk about our beginning stages into the world of podcasting. Sure. Because I don't know about you, but I have burned into my brain the very first time you and I sat down to podcast, and it wasn't even for RV Miles. It was for our theater trade publication that we were doing called Perform Inc. And we had this idea that we were going to sit down and we were going to do a weekly show that was going to recap all that was going on in Chicago theater because we thought people cared about that. (laughs) We thought people and, well, people would. too, but like the the potential audience for a Chicago <laughs> theater podcast, like was we, probably going to be pretty small. So we thought <laughs> that people really wanted to know who got cast in this show for this season, and which all they would stuff. have already learned on our website, and then they're going to listen to it a week later. Right. So we were at a Cook. <laughs> we were at a Forest Preserve campground of Cook County. We set up this really sad looking little podcast setup. I think we were sharing a mic that we like stuck yes, we in were. between the two of us. Mm-hmm. We thought it would be real cool too if we had like a fire going so there's like the crackling sound of a fire. You're talking about the first RV one. No. The very first RV one we ever did was done upstairs in my mom and dad's. We had the fire for performing? Yes. Oh, it well, was that na- didn't make sense, did no. it? No. It was so I don't know what we were thinking. The kids were in bed. This is back when we had Bussy. Kids yeah. were in bed. It was late. It was dark. You and I came out. We sat around the campfire. We had a campfire going because we needed the light. So we had a campfire going. We had one microphone between the two of us. And we were like, this is it. This is yeah. it. We're going to do this. And we started talking, and we both were like, <laughs> we're just like, uh, hey, welcome to the pod. It was like a real bad NPR. Well, you started telling me, like, you're like, you're pronouncing that name wrong. You're pronouncing that name. And I was like, oh, well, I don't clearly know any of these people. And so and- <laughs> I don't even know if we got through the whole episode no we didn't we didn't finish recording it well yeah. I, we definitely didn't edit but we stopped midway and we were like this is bad we were like hard pass yeah hard pass on podcasting who does this yes. this is ridiculous and so fast forward nine months later we launched perform uh, rvmiles.com in march of 2017 the website and in July of 2017, we decided to do a podcast. So let's fast forward about nine months, and it's July 2017. The very first episode of RV Miles podcast wasn't even recorded in an RV. It was recorded upstairs in my mom and dad's, one of the spare bedrooms, with once again some sort of piecemeal type recording equipment that stayed with us for a really long time had the long yeah. arms yeah. and then it had like the uh, I don't know what is that thing the round the, like the like spit pop filter pop yeah. filter yeah spit filter pop filter it was a it was nice it sounded okay it was a yeah. decent setup but it was a lot of work to oh set up oh my gosh so but much work i think you're forgetting something oh no there was another podcast in between. What? Performing an RV Miles. <laughs> You're forgetting something. <laughs> what, 
Oh, we thought because we when we started, you know, we had we have this our our wandering family oh, is sort of no. our personal travels, and then we we kept we had we wanted that to be so separate. And oh, we started so with an Our Wandering Family podcast. Oh now, that actually got edited, and I still have that on, <laughs> on a computer somewhere. But that also, and that went to the stage of, like, getting put on Apple for, like, two hours. <laughs> and we took it down, and we're we like, took it down. no, this doesn't work either. We were like, no, I forgot. You're right. I um, 100% forgot that there was an Our Wandering Family podcast, and that needs to stay buried deep in the vault, like <laughs> deep in the vault that needs to stay buried. Yeah. So, okay. So two podcasts, third time is a charm. We finally found what worked for us, which was to not always talk about us. We didn't want to do an entire show where we just sat and talked about us because we're kind of boring in a podcast sort of way. <laughs> we well, are we are not you... interesting enough week to week <laughs> to give you 45 minutes of how Abby made it a pot of coffee but forgot to turn it from single cup to like pot cup like oh, you know? That's the best stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but do you remember what that first episode was on? No. Wait, of RV Miles yeah, or are wondering of RV Miles. It was Hot Springs. Hot Springs. It was. It was. A, it, it was. was it's called one surprising. State. It was about Arkansas in general and mm -hmm. our visit to Hot Springs, Arkansas, and we, Buffalo River, and you know we had been on on the road for a little while at that point, over a year, right, or near a year or something. Coming like that. in on a year, yeah. And we had uh, we had really been surprised at how much we loved Arkansas. We weren't expecting to love Arkansas Hence so the much. Title. And uh, and we sort of recapped our time there. I will not go back and listen to it, but oh, I can't. <laughs> but you, but a lot I, of the the folks we say this all the time. But some of you, um, I don't decide to start with episode one and come forward. I don't um, know how you keep going. You keep sending us emails and mentioning in the Facebook group that like I'm almost caught up. I'm almost there. I'm almost to current time. Uh, that is so embarrassing is to so us, but but thank you for doing it. We we so appreciate that you do it, and I I do hope I do hope even though um, maybe we're not as polished as we are now, and I don't know that we're polished. We've just done it enough to know a flow, but I hope that inside of all of that green and two people trying to figure out their voice and how this all works. I do hope people still are able to glean something out of it that is useful. I hope in that way that they have stayed useful. But the idea of going back and listening to myself from five years ago, I don't even want to listen to myself from five minutes ago. Maybe we were better like, then. I don't know. We could have been better then. We might be beginning progressively worse. I, it's quite possible. <laughs> I mean, I stopped listening. I'm probably like, <laughs> I don't know how many podcasters would admit this. I don't listen. Oh, I don't go back and listen her, to this. For, for a few episodes, she's like, I'm going to listen to every episode and give Jason notes on that is not editing true. and stuff. It, that happened like two or three times. And oh, it was stop. like. Then it was over. She's like, I can't listen to myself I anymore. I can't. I well, I've already been here, done that. I've talked about this. I don't, you know, I don't need to talk about it again. But I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So I thought moving on, we'll get away from the early days. Uh, but some of our early days actually will fall into this next question I had for us, which was, what are some of the oddest places we have recorded 
this show or any show. Because we should also say, you know, America's National Parks is on three years now. See America, we did for two years. I know uh, a lot of you have asked when that's coming back. You know about as much about that as I do at this point. So, <laughs> But where are some of the oddest places we have recorded a well, podcast? Be- I've got one. Before we started doing video, mm-hmm. it was easier to record in odd places, right? <laughs> so now that we're doing video, we have to be a little bit more thoughtful about where we record. Yeah, which is sometimes awesome. And sometimes, man, I miss the days of being able to do this show in my pajamas at midnight down in your parents' well, basement. Once, and then right. once we switch to the headsets, like the whole reason people ask us about the headsets all the time, there are several reasons we use the headsets. Um, one of them is that they're, they're broadcast headsets that, you know, like football commentators use, which means they're really good at rejecting background noise. So we can sort of use them in lots of situations when we're in a campground and there's lots of people pulling in and out and all that sort of stuff. Um, the other one is that it's just such an easy setup, right? Yeah. Uh, and and we don't have to worry about boom stands to put the mic in front of our face. So we could actually sit in bed. We we sat in bed a lot. We sat in bed a lot. <laughs> the, the sun is here now, so I'm very glad I have sunglasses on because every time I look at you, I'm being blasted by the sun. But I would also say that in some respects, we're also angling for some kind of like Thanksgiving parade commentary. Like if long enough we keep wearing these and putting video out, maybe some small town is going to see us and be like you two should come and narrate for like our local pbs station our you know labor day parade we'll we'll pay you in the candy they throw from the street we'll let you be one of the zumba dancers on the on the the float uh what what is your what is your weird location? Uh, so one of my weird locations is I distinctly remember uh, when we were in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. I think this was about, this was 2018. It was our first trip there because we were still in Bussy, and that storm came through, and mm-hmm. we were working with the visitor center there, and there was a severe storm coming in, and the woman we were working with put us up in a hotel for the night because she didn't want us coming back to the bus, and we were going to go off to a hotel, but she arranged to get us into one, and we needed to do. America's National Parks podcast. And so not only are we loading up stuff for the night with the littles, but then we're also like loading up all our podcast equipment because this was also during the time of the <laughs> the arm and the pop filter and all this stuff. So we're loading all of that up, get to the hotel, and we're trying to find somewhere in the hotel that we can record this where sound isn't going to bounce off, where the kids can still have a little bit of space. And do you remember we ended up in that that closet that had that crazy blue and white floral like pattern on the wallpaper. There was, was a lot of wallpaper in this hotel. So much wallpaper. It was a very like Victorian, you know, Southern like hotel. And uh, we ended up in that closet and we're like shoved into this little closet, like just trying to get this podcast yeah. recorded. And I think yeah. we even did ourselves another solid and it was a really long episode. Yeah. Oh, like one of our longer ones. And I just remember looking at you and being like, what is what is my life right now? There have been many times that um, at least I have recorded voiceover for the National Parks podcast <laughs> under a comforter in either a hotel yeah. room or in our RV because it just helps get rid of out outside noise i actually heard about that a lot of npr hosts yeah do that and there are hotels around the world they'll just get under a blanket in the hotel room 
I would say another one for me, and it's not the oddest, but I I just don't think it worked the way we wanted it to work, and it was actually harder, was when we did an episode, and we tried to do an episode of RV Miles on location in Yellowstone. And we drove, we do this a lot to ourselves as well. We're like, oh, we want to film or we want to do the podcast in a cool location. And well, because we're here at a national park. And then we spend four and a half hours driving around trying to find somewhere that we, because we're so hypersensitive to invading other people's space. Yeah, we want to find like a picnic table where there's going to be nobody around. Right, because I don't want to be like, hi, here we come with all our equipment and we're setting up and people are, you know, they're on vacation. They're trying to enjoy the yeah. National Park. I don't want to be that like, you yeah. know, Yahoo. And so we're so hypersensitive about that. So we drive around forever and the kids are like, oh, when is this going to stop? And it's just, it's so bad. And I just remember that Yellowstone we just kept walking further and further and further away from the picnic area. And we're just walking and walking. And I thought, what are we doing with our lives right now? This was such a bad idea. But I actually liked that. And we <sighs> stood up for that one. So we, we did. didn't have a table and all that sort of stuff. You, you have such high dreams of us being able to stand on love, location. Would, you know, we go, we, hike at the end, we go hike to the end of a trail and we just sit there and, you know. I don't need hand gestures, but we just sit there and chat, you know. I, I, I <laughs> That's a travel vlog to me. I don't think that's RV sure. Miles' podcast. Um, I've got another one if we're moving mm -hmm. on. Mm -mm. Go ahead. Do you remember when we recorded in uh, a playground parking lot? Oh, my God. <laughs> we we yes. needed something for the kids to do. We yes. had... We had uh, really no options of where we were camping. It was loud, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what town this was, but we drove to a playground. Uh, and I think we've actually done this a few times. Yeah. And we backed the truck into a, a parking spot and we set our camp chairs out in the, in the parking lot. And Oh, that wasn't a podcast. That's when we went live. Oh, it was a it live was a stream. Live. Oh, okay, so this, <laughs> this is why we don't do the live streams as yeah, often yeah. anymore, if at all, is because the live streams <laughs> force us into a time, and then yeah. we're really, oh, we're really, really put into a corner to find a spot. Yes, yes. <laughs> and also, some of y'all weren't very nice about the kids popping up into those live streams, and if you are watching this and you are one of them, just know, if you keep asking us to go live, it's because you got grumpy. <laughs> you got grumpy about kids, and we got kids, and I can't keep them from wanting to see what's going yes. on. I I mean, they're a YouTube generation. They love the idea of being in front of the camera and like talking to people. And, you know, I can't do anything about that, but I don't like hearing people get grumpy about the kids. So we were like, oh, you know, I think yeah. we're going to take a break from this. But uh, that was alive. And I distinctly remember that. Um, the we, there were much stranger live locations. Oh, our lives. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're because set to a, a time frame. At the time, of, what's time of day, because we were always doing them like in dusk time. And it, yeah. it's always always weird. It's a rough. We keep talking about trying to do one just impromptu because it's like, oh, we got some time. It, you know. I, I guess the thing that some people might not understand is that like we're kind of embarrassed to do them in a campground. We don't like yeah. to sit like out at the campsite with people walking by and yeah. do them. You would think, and I bet I don't know if people find this shocking, but you would think that after five years of having a mic 
you know, next to our mouths or in some respects, a camera in our face doing news videos and what we do that we would be really sort of not aware of other people around us when we're doing this. But I got to tell you, Jason and I are still so hypersensitive to who's around us when we do this or how what we're doing is impacting others around us. Like we just, I can't just walk around and be like, hi, you know, like wherever I'm at, like I I can't do it. I I can't put that camera in my face, my phone or whatever. I just, uh, maybe I lack that self-confidence, but I, the environment has just got to be one of particular. And a lot of this has gotten so much easier since we've been in the fifth wheel. The yes. Sabre oh. really allows us the space to like and sit privacy. behind the counter, have some privacy from the outside world, turn on some lights, have spots for the kids to go. In in the Pioneer, we were either we would have to sit on the tiny little sofa, the kids would have to be shoved into their room for an hour and a half, and, and it was just too much. So we then we would try to find outdoor locations, but now it's a little bit easier for us in the in the saber. You know, when I look back on some of our early videos of the RV Miles podcast, sitting in that little U-shaped dinette with absolutely no space between us and the window, and it just, I just, you were squeezed in there. I'm just like, I don't know how people stuck with that. <laughs> I do not. I don't know. And they didn't. I mean, I don't know how people wanted to come back and watch that because I was like, I can't, again, I can't go back and watch it. Like, we've thankfully learned so much and learned from so many others who have been doing this. So we actually answered through just naturally talking a few of the other questions I had on here. But I think before we wrap this up, it's only right to uh, share what might be some of our most embarrassing moments doing this podcast, which I've had a little bit of time to reflect on. You did not get any, but is there anything that pops into your mind? Even if it, even if it landed on the cutting room floor where you just thought, I cannot, like, that's embarrassing. I got to get rid of that. Like, well, you know, I, there, uh, we, you've all heard several shower stories about me. <laughs> oh it's always God, something, geez. right? <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, look, we're, we're all learning this together, and I have no qualms about no. sharing when we screw up and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but so no, I'm I'm actually not that embarrassed by that stuff, and I really don't I don't care very so much. So <laughs> can I, I'll rephrase it then? Some of your silliest moments, yeah. like what would be something where you think like that was a story I told that is going to go down in history as like one of the most ridiculous or silliest. Now I would say literally any time your very first shower story, where you literally were like. <laughs> when we were in Camp Verde in the Pioneer. And yeah. you were like, hello, world. Yeah. The, <laughs> when you forget, when you see the black windows that are tinted mm-hmm. and forget that you are lit up inside and the shades are not down. Yeah. can cause problems. I, I can't think of something like that off the top of my head. But I will say, every time I do an interview with somebody, it is an utter clown show. <laughs> It is. To make it happen. <laughs> I'm I'm not, I mean, we don't do a lot of interviews, but when we do, it's like, I mean, seconds before I'm supposed Ugh. to be on the Zoom call with that person. It's troubleshooting issues left and right. Yeah. It is a, a an utter clown show. It or really sometimes is. going, oh, beep, 
I forgot I had to do this. I thought we were still on well, mountain time or central time. That's usually what starts and, Yes, it. and then it's like, oh, we're not on that time zone anymore. And then it's a, <laughs> it's a frantic race. Whereas I'm sitting over there, like, eating my popcorn because I'm like, I told you, like, two hours ago, you might want to set up for this. And you're like, I got time. <laughs> then, then, you know, there was, there was a long period of time where I, when we started doing video, we actually started video, we stopped doing video because yes. it was so much yes. work. Then we went back to video. There was a very long time where I was trying to do a three camera shoot. Oh my gosh, that was... Where I'm not kidding. We ha so we had the one main camera. Yep. We used two cell phones recording separately so I could flip back and forth between shots before I realized that nobody cares if I cut something out and it does a jump cut. It doesn't have to cut somebody else. I mean, yes, would I like to have a, a little bit more um, professional video look for these podcast episodes? I think that would be kind of cool, but this is great. This is fine. Yeah, you, you know, are... right? It was it was so much work. I was spending so much time editing these. Yeah, and you are nothing if not ambitious every single time you sit down in front of a camera as to how you want it to look. And I think that that just comes from a level that we all have in whatever, you know, industry we're in where we want to do the very, we're passionate about it. And we yeah. want to do the very best that we can. You also have to know how to edit yourself, which can be really hard for us sometimes because we sometimes put our desire for, I don't want to say perfection, but our desire to be professionals over the need to kind of edit ourselves. And I think, you know, I think back to, and I, you and I disagree on this look, um, but I think back to the time that you, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh about this, but I think back to the time you did the interview where you tried to use our TV and like, <laughs> you... That was a hot mess trying to get hey, that set I got up. some good comments on that. People liked that. But the lighting was terrible. The lighting Here was terrible. There was no real depth behind you. The ceiling is so close to the top of your head up there in the top of the fifth wheel. And you wanted that to, you wanted that so I still think, and bad. I, you know what makes me mad about that the most? What? Is that I didn't pull it off. And you saw it, and I can never do it again <laughs> it because I know I can pull it off well. You but know, I have not. I have not been. Here's another embarrassing moment, though, <laughs> right now because my top button is my my shirt is way too far unbuttoned right now. You know, just it's just the add this. not the top button. The one down from that is yeah. Unbuttoned. You're there's letting a, it all a button down to the. You're letting it all you know, go for below the, the pockets. Five-year anniversary. <laughs> I'll give one to myself because we've talked a lot about you, and that's not fair. So I, immediately the first thing that came to my mind was when I realized what a sale switch was. And that was completely kept in the podcast. <laughs> and we had to have that whole discussion because I was like, oh, wait, it's not, huh? <laughs> and you were just like, oh, <laughs> but a few of those. Yeah, the airbags in the truck one from just a few weeks ago when I was like, what do you mean? Airbags are always in trucks and everybody's got an airbag. Had no <laughs> idea what we were talking about. But I'm really open at the same time to admitting when I don't we know don't something. Know and, everything. I'm yeah. sure a lot of the audience didn't know that either. I also not... don't mind laughing at myself. I mean, I willingly tell these stories and you would edit them out. And if I said to you, edit that out, you would edit it out for me. Sometimes. <laughs> this is also why I probably don't go back and listen because I am sure he keeps things in there that I would be like, 
Jason, why did you keep that in the podcast? And so I just choose not, I choose not to know. Um, ignorance is bliss sometimes. So things like that are silly moments for me. I don't, I, I'll follow suit with you and not call them embarrassing because they're human moments. And I think that sometimes, you know, you come at me for my mugs and I'm going to own it. I'm going to own all 14 of them. I'm also going to own, you know, I'm sitting here drinking from my mom's Starbucks collection right now. You and could I just want... add to her collection no, for her. No, I want, I might take this one. Oh my gosh, stop it. I might take her Hawaii stop. one. Why would we have a Hawaii mug in an RV? Because we, uh, hey, look, if Nate and Marissa can go and RV Hawaii, there's anyone can go. I you can get an RV Hawaii mug. I'm sure they don't have a collection of mugs you from every that. state. You don't know that. We don't. It's either. called less junk, more journey, not more <laughs> junk, more journey. <laughs> more coffee mugs, more journey. That's what we subscribe to here at RV Miles. RV Miles coffee mugs. That's who we are. So that's it. There it is. Five years. Thank you for being Thank here. Thank you for being here. Holy it has moly. been such a joy, and we hope to continue uh, mm-hmm. to bring these to you for years to come. And in five years, I'll have 28 coffee mugs. Mark my word. Yeah, You'll, but they'll be see, in like storage or a house or something. We actually probably do have 28 spread out across the country, storage and parents, easily. We'll be right back. Be right back. Looking for a one-stop shop for a variety of RV products and replacement parts? eTrailer.com has you covered with a variety of RV items, including towing options, interior accessories, replacement parts, storage, and more. But it doesn't stop with RVs. eTrailer.com even offers automobile accessories, sports activities, recreation, and more. If you need it, they've got it. Shop online from the comfort of your home and receive free shipping in the lower 48 for purchases over $99. Head over to eTrailer.com slash RV miles to start shopping today. That's eTrailer.com slash RV miles. Okay, we are back and it is time to check the level of our tanks here at this five-year anniversary episode. Jason, what is in your black tank this week? I, I'm starting to get really concerned about Castle Rock tires. Rubber. This is, uh, you know, we, we all, if you're somebody who partakes in all of the forums and Facebook groups out there, there's lots of talk about cheap tires and the tires that come on a lot of RVs and um, especially trailers. And are they really up to, uh, up to snuff? Because people get lots of blowouts. And, you know, I I have long been a proponent of saying that lots of people aren't taking care of their tires. They're not checking the pressure properly uh, or regularly. They're overloading their RVs. Um, And then a lot of these blowouts are just you ran over a nail, right? I mean, and because your other tire on your other axle is still holding up the trailer. You just go until that fails. There has been uh, a lot of posts on Facebook in particular over the course of the last, I'd say, two years about specifically Castle Rock tires. Castle Rock tires are probably the most common tires that come from manufacturers on trailers they are manufactured by a company called lion's head which is based out of 
uh, Elkhart, Indiana. Essentially, this is a company set up specifically to provide tires to the trailer industry, right? Castle Rock Tires, I have seen so many times somebody posting about their spare tire exploding. I mean, seriously, boom. That is not something that you can blame on driving conditions. Not not something you can blame on pressure. Any of that sort of stuff. And a lot of times I'm seeing blowouts on Castle Rock tires in some of these posts where the RV isn't moving. It's stationary in a campground or in somebody's driveway or in storage. And that tire is exploding. That, That is not anywhere near typical uh maybe it's typical but it's not anywhere near anything that should be happening Mm -hmm. this is this to me is recall level problems this is stuff that i think is very concerning for the entire rv industry in particular and if you have had issues with castle rock tires uh, or any tires i highly suggest you report those issues to the and NHTSA, I was I would say that acronym wrong, National Highway and Traffic Safety Administration, who collects this sort of data and they do recall investigations when they get enough reports of an issue. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, it's really important that you go report them because uh, you can actually go look at the reports and I have seen them and there are not as many reports there as I have seen on Facebook. It's a lot easier for us to make a post on Facebook but in order to really save some lives, I think it's important to go over there. This is really concerning to me. A tire should not explode when it has no weight on it. That is absolutely ridiculous. Maybe we need to reach out to Castle Rock and see if they'd like to comment sure. on this situation. Now, I, see if I, they've got you well, know something they want to say on it. Maybe it's not been brought to their attention. I always try to look at this stuff at a level um, uh, that incorporate scale you know when you hear about uh so many people saying oh they hate that rv manufacturer Mm -hmm. and you say well a lot of people hate that rv manufacturer i'm not going to buy from them but that rv manufacturer is the top selling brand well you're seeing more people have issues because more of them are sold right yeah there there's sort of we've talked a lot about that yeah there are lots of castle rock tires out there probably Mm -hmm. more castle rock and westlake which are also made by Lion's Head tires on trailers than any other brand. So of course there are going to be more issues with them. Uh, so, but you, it's so hard to tell with a tire if it's a manufacturing issue, mm-hmm. if it is an issue with uh, misuse, uh, or if it's just uh, road hazard type situations. But it's a very clear when a tire explodes. In a spare situation. A stationary situation, yeah. too. I mean, yeah. you know, the tire isn't, especially yeah. with a spare, it's not even being used. Yeah. It's your spare. Yeah. It should actually be the tire you go to when something goes wrong with one of your other ones. Yeah. So that yeah. is really, really concerning. So that's my black tank. I'm going to really continue to look into this a lot closer, and I am going to spend some time trying to uh, get to... Um, some more details that I can bring to consumers because this is 
uh, this is one of those real important safety issues out yeah. there. And if you have experienced what Jason is talking about and would like to share that with us just to help, you know, further what Jason's trying to do, that's editor at rvmiles.com. And we would be uh, happy to hear your story and talk to you about it. All right, Jay, what is in your fresh tank? I've got ants crawling all over me. Okay. What is this? <laughs> I can't. They just, they look for me. It's like they know I'm doing the podcast and they all come over here. What is in your fresh tank? My this fresh week? tank is also tire related. Oh, no. uh, we just put new tires on the truck. Oh no! This is I'm about to black tank this. Okay, you keep going. Well, I, my my black <laughs> tank is my I have no black tank uh, uh, or fresh tank related to the actual tires. It's about discount tire. Oh okay. Um, which is just a fantastic place to buy tires. If you've never gone to a discount tire. Uh, they are just so great. The last place that we've talked about this before, the place that put the the tires on the trailer over torqued all the all the lugs and oh. and stripped at least one of them. I haven't checked the other wheels to see if any are stripped, but discount uh, every time I've got, bought tires at discount, it has been such a fantastic experience. And uh, you can look at their reviews as well. They're they're all over the country and they. They will. I've gone into a discount tire with a flat that needs repaired that I didn't buy from them, and they have repaired it for free. Mm -hmm. They are just so good about that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, you can get free rotations and balances. You can. Uh, they'll. They will adjust your air for free. They'll do nitrogen for free. They just do a really good job. The tires. Their prices are good. And they're just very professional, quick, and responsive. And I have just never had a bad experience there. I was able to watch them put the new tires on our truck uh, from a window because they're open about that sort of stuff. Did you stand there at the glass with like your hands Well, on no, the it was glass, a counter. I could like... set up. I had my computer. I was working. I was sit there, sitting there doing it. There were six people working on our truck. Six people to change the tires. And, you know, before you say, does it, why does it take six people? It's because they're doing check after check They're They are, they're, they're trying to be quick about it, you know, so mm -hmm. three people per side and then sort of a supervisor that is double checking and triple checking everything. I, I really have always been a big fan of their process and uh, the work they do and how professional and clean and organized they are. And I can't recommend them enough. Well, I am really glad to hear that because I'm about to black tank those tires. So. Okay. 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 <laughs> Go ahead. I'm only black tanking them because they're so hella expensive. Tires are expensive right now. That is oh my... Oh, my gosh. I said, don't talk to me about how much these tires cost anymore because I'm going to tell you we're not putting new tires <laughs> On this truck. Not that we wouldn't actually do it. We would still put new tires on the truck regardless. But it was really, really hard to listen to how much money it was going to cost. Now, we put big tires on. So yeah. that's a choice that we made when we purchased this truck. You know, we don't just have like, you know, little Kia tires or something. Like, we've got some rather beefy tires on the truck. Well, and but, it, we should wow. say why too. The the um, the our truck has about thirty thousand miles on it now, mm -hmm. which is crazy to me because it is only we got it in February of twenty twenty one. Yeah, so it's sixteen it's, months old, something like that. It's seventeen, yeah. So there, a, a chunk came out of the tread of one of the tires. 
I think we probably could have gotten another 10,000 miles out of those tires. Um, but knowing but, what we do and how we use the truck, that's yeah. just, that's playing with fire. And it's like being able to do it while we're with family, while we can mm-hmm. get another vehicle, all that sort of stuff. And then we, I just have never been crazy about the ride that the Wrangler Duratrax that, that came with the uh, the Tremor edition of the F-350. Uh, I, I've just, you know, it, they yeah. just have always been a little squirrely. They were a lot better after they broke in after two, three thousand miles. But the we put some uh, uh, Cooper AT3s on, and they have uh, already in the few miles we've driven on it. They're they're a, a, just a lot better feeling tire for me for our yeah. purposes for people who spend the majority of our time on the highway, but still need some off road traction for when we're pulling out of mud and grass sites and all that sort of stuff. And all of that is wonderful. And I'm so thankful that we could do all of this. And I'm thankful that we can afford to put these tires on the truck. We were able, the tires that we bought and the amount we spent was even after getting the 4th of July holiday discount tires were on sale, which was another reason why we decided to do it because we saw that they were having a tire sale. I was just... I cannot believe how expensive tires are. Yeah, we spent almost sixteen hundred dollars. We and spent over that. <laughs> not getting top end tires, <laughs> and we didn't do the spare. Uh, no. We have a full size spare, but we kept the Wrangler yeah. Duratrac on the spare. So, in the last six months, we have put four brand new tires on the trailer. Uh, four again, very expensive tires on the trailer, and now we have put four very expensive tires on the truck. These are all things that we would never not do because of the lifestyle and how there's, much traveling we do. There's nothing more important than no, the safety nothing. of tires on the road. Nothing more important. No. It's just, I think, for a lot of us right now, one of the several things that's creating sticker shock when you go to have to take care of what are, you know, sort of necessary well, life things. Did, we all need tires. The pricing it was an issue, but availability was another issue. Yeah, so I was yeah. kind of locked into what we got because some of the other tires that I was looking at and considering, you know, I really dive into researching every single possibility Which and is all that. Which you often hear me say, <laughs> okay, we've reached a level now where I don't want to talk about this anymore. Please, I trust, I often say this is a very common sentence and I'm really comfortable saying it and I'm thankful I can say this to him. I trust you and whatever you feel is best. You, If you want a sounding board, I'm happy to talk to you about this, but you know that I don't know what's going on here, okay? Yeah. I haven't taken the deep dive like you have. I trust you and I trust you to make the best decision for our family and for our truck or for our, our fifth wheel, go in peace and please stop talking well, to me about this. Well, and my first thought was to go with Coopers because I was very happy with the Coopers that we put on the Ram. Yeah. And, uh, but, but you know, I'm looking at all the options. You were trying to and, talk yourself and, out of and it. And the availability uh, for for some of them was eight weeks out. Wow, we've talked a lot about tires. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, so let's move on maybe to your we, fresh tank. Maybe we <laughs> Is your fresh tank about tires? No, no. I've got two fresh tanks, but I'm I'm going to go fast through both of them. I'll do the generic one first. We're a little late to this game, but I want to recommend a show that we've been watching that I flipping love, and it's called Only Murders in the Building. It's on Hulu. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's Selena Gomez, Steve Martin, Martin Short. I 
I have been wanting to watch this since it dropped several, several, several months ago, if not a year ago. And it is Martin Short is everything I want in a character on TV right now. He His relationship to theater as a director, and I don't want to give it away, but the musical that he sells Nathan Lane on is just, and then what he talks about the, the opening night. So good. It is so good. And it's really, really well written. I think, it, yeah, not to interrupt your fresh oh, tank please here. I, but I, want, I don't I, mind. You know, because you interrupt me all the time. Yes, according I do. to people. According to the people. Uh, <laughs> but I, but I, I just want to add that I think, I think it's really is Steve Martin and Martin Short at the top of their game. They, oh my they gosh. have had done some awkward stuff in recent years yes. that wasn't so funny. It's a, but they are really at the top of their game in this. And Selena Gomez, huge surprise to me how good huge, she is. So surprised. Everything about it, the writing, the way, the story. And we're only on season one. Season two just came out recently. And we're about halfway in. And I'm already recommending this. It's just so good. The last episode we watched left us on such a cliffhanger and we haven't had time to go back to it, but I I absolutely recommend it. If you are looking for something that is a dark comedy, that's a murder mystery, like it takes off so many things for me. Theater, musical theater specifically, uh, murder mystery, and just really, really straight comedy. And podcasting. They're and making pod- a podcast. That's right. They're making it and they're <laughs> podcasting. But it's just, it's so, I love deadpan comedy. Like, yeah. it's just, it's so good. And these are two comedians who we know for being really, really eccentric. And here, they're, they're, they've bottled all that up into this just really fascinating. So that is my uh Viewing Fresh Tank, if you're looking for something to binge uh, while you're, you know, over the summer, this is such a great one. There's two seasons now. Uh, My second Fresh Tank is I just want to uh, give it to my grandmother who over the weekend passed away. Um, I was fortunate to be able to see her uh, Sunday in, uh, she had a little apartment in, um, it was called the Homestead. And I was able to go and see her. And uh, miraculously, while we were there, uh, she woke up uh, in in her own special way, not as awake as, as we all are. She was, uh, but I was able to uh, sit and talk to her and uh, share some things with her. And I just wanted to acknowledge that because uh, we went on Sunday to see her and uh, my brother and I were kind of, I, I think, the last sort of group of people who had, who needed to make it there. And I talked to her about the kids and Jason, and I told her I was going to make her homemade mac and cheese. My grandmother used to make, oh my God, I loved her mac and cheese. It was so Midwestern. It was a stick of butter, elbow noodles, Velveeta, and mustard. This is why, if you've ever seen that <laughs> reel I do, where you see me making uh, mac and cheese in the Instant Pot, you see me put mustard in it. That is 100% my grandma. There's two things about my grandma I will always remember. Her jar of sun tea that was always sitting out. Grandma always had sun tea and her mac and cheese. Um, and I saw her on Sunday, and at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock that night, she... Uh, passed on and went on to her own adventures. And as I left her, I told her to uh, that it was okay. 
it was time and to come find me on the road. So I'm going to give my fresh tank to my grandma. And I made her mac and cheese on 4th of July, and it was the best mac and cheese of hers I'd ever made. It tasted just like hers. I'd never been able to achieve that before. So grandma helped me make mac and cheese on the 4th. So to my grandma, she gets my fresh tank on our five-year anniversary. We'll see you on the road, Peggy. <sighs> All right. That's it. We did it. We made it through five years. I cannot wait for the next five years, and I cannot wait for the next five years after that. I hope that we are fortunate enough to be able to do this for as long as you all find use in it and continue to let us know that, you know, there's value here to keep podcasting. We truly, truly love it. If you would like to chat with Jason and I, we say this every single week. The best place to do that is over in the RV Miles Facebook group. We're in there almost every single day and we do really learn a lot from all of you and we just really enjoy talking to everyone. So please come find us over there if you're on Facebook. If not, editor at rvmiles.com is also a great way to reach us. And we're also on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Uh, And I, I think that's it. I mean, there's always a thousand things we could say at the end of this, but I think the best thing we can say this week is thank you. Thank you for five amazing years. We couldn't have done it without you. And thank you for logging those RV miles with us. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you.